It's time for... And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free All right, uh, I suppose let's welcome in another Mom Mom Monday. Mom's Monday. What are we calling it, Mom? Monday's with Mom. Then it doesn't just have to be your mom. It can be a whole bunch of people's moms. Who? Uh, what other mom is going to want to join the show? I don't know, but it's so much fun. Just think about that. Yeah, well, uh, Joe Keepor just left the studio. Didn't want to hear a word you had to say, I guess. So uh, it's, well, just, it's, I, it's just you and me, Mom. Well, I kind of like the thought that there aren't people listening to me because it makes me less nervous. But okay. Well, Mom, but, there's, mi- there's millions, and I mean millions of people that listen to us right now. And then there's a million people that listen to the podcast after the fact. Have you ever even listened to the podcast, Mom? No, I don't have to because I can listen in real time. True. Yeah. And then True. anything you miss, then you can't hold against me. Um, well, Mom, the, the floor is yours. What are we talking about today? Well, ask me what I'm doing tomorrow. Mom, what are you doing tomorrow? I am going to the Boys State basketball tournament because Princeton High School is in it. Mom, you better be careful how you say that because we haven't made it in this area for a little while, so I don't, I don't rub it in too much. Well, I don't know about rubbing it in, <laughs> but it's such, an, it's such a great time for the kids. I wasn't as excited about it when I was teaching because basically it's not like you have students this week. Because they're, you know, so excited, and they should be. I mean, what an experience. So, are you, you're going to the game then? Yes, I'm going to the game. And, you know, I scorebook for both boys and girls basketball and have for, I don't know, 10, 11 years since you graduated. And I thought, hey, I can do basketball games. And so you've seen the kids develop and change. And I'm a big proponent for what you get out of sports and activities in high school, the growth. I mean, you enjoyed team sports, right? Uh, well, I mean, as a, as a great individual on terrible teams throughout most of my life, yes, I've, I've understood what it's like because it's a, it's a great opportunity to learn um, to deal with how bad everybody else is at sports when you're good. That's like a good quality I think you can carry out throughout life is being able to work around people that aren't as good as you. I deal with that probably every single day here at, uh, <laughs> at WCMP. It's kind of tough to surround yourself with people who are less talented. You know, um, There's been very few teams in my lifetime, I would say, where I was able to kind of just kick back and let everybody else carry the team, where the majority of my life I learned how to carry the team around me, and I think uh, that's something that everybody can learn from, Mom. Well, you didn't inherit any athletic ability from me. Which I mean, my mean? girls' basketball career scoring was two. But again, you know, they were just advertising Title IX as 50 years since it was passed. And that's when I was a sophomore in high school. And all of a sudden, uh, there had to be a girls' team. So here, Julie Helgeson, who was the English teacher, all of a sudden was the girls' basketball coach, and and we all joined because it was something to do, but I would say only one of us had ever touched a basketball before. So, yeah, we had many, many so, games that were so 10 you, to 2. You scored two points in two years of playing or just played one? Three years of Three playing. Year, you scored... 
So were you the leading scorer on your team or? <laughs> oh, no, no, but, but I wasn't the worst. I mean, there were people that were zero. Now you guys and I think played playing full court? might have been the wrong. Yes, we did play full court. That was the first year they went full court. Before that, it wasn't a high school sport. It was a club and they played half court. But in my day, a bounce pass was considered a dribble. So you couldn't dribble and then bounce pass. And I was watching the girls' state tournament this weekend and how, especially Becker, was just fabulous with that bounce pass. So but the, anyway. The, the kids, the, every single play the kids are playing with this year or these days would all be uh, fouls then. Since they are, well, I guess, what, what are they called? A travel then? If you dribble. It would, and then it would be pass. a double dribble. Hmm. It'd be a double dribble. But, yeah, the the last, I think it was two years ago, they changed what was a foul. It used to be if you touched a player, it was a foul. Now I think you have to have two hands on the player before it's a foul. So it's gotten a lot more physical in the last few years. And that's, you know, that's good and bad. There's good defense but type of thing. But I just think the kids grow so much in a team sport. I mean, you keep up with kids you are in teams with, right? Because I know your brother and sister really do. Keep up? What do you mean, like, uh, you keep talking to the people from the team? Or yeah. You... Yeah. I've, yes. lost, I've lost a lot of, um, you know me, Mom, I'm a new people type of person. I like meeting new people. I like making new friends and doing new things. Um, I really haven't, I probably haven't talked to anybody from my college football team now, like, actively. I maybe talk to them maybe once a month, if that. I'm not talking to anybody from my team sports on a regular basis. Now, high school sports, yeah. Um, I probably have group messages with all of my friends from high school, but we also went to college together as well and lived together. So that's a little bit different. Um, I don't know. We In high school, we went to the state tournament in football every single year. You got a chance to enjoy that. Did it get boring after a while, just watching your kids make it to the state tournament every single year? No, never. It was always, you know, because you started work at this stuff when you were four and five years old and just, again, to see how you kids had grown. I look at this boys basketball team and, you know, I saw a lot of them as freshmen where guys go through that growth spurt and being able to walk and dribble, you know, the coordination wasn't quite there. And now they're sinking three pointers and making these fabulous moves and so, yeah, 2 o'clock tomorrow. Out of That's all, where I will be. Out of all your kids' state tournament appearances, which one was the best? What was the most entertaining, the most fun? I got to say Adam because he was first and watching him the, the hockey, start. The hockey state. state tournament, right? That was probably, that's probably yep. the big – that's probably what it is. Well, the atmosphere mm. there. I mean, you know, the football – you're spread out over like 100 yards, <laughs> whereas hockey, you're in that arena and the noise and the level, and, and that was exciting. So you're most proud yeah. of your son, Adam, huh? Well, you asked me for yeah, my no, most, no, yeah, yeah, I know. I just figured you'd lie for my audience, but no, that's okay, <laughs> Mom. I expect you, I guess people expect your honesty. Well, Mom, enjoy the uh, state tournament for basketball. Uh, I'm sure one of our local teams will be there soon, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, Mom. Sounds good. It's time for... So he'll take the higher road, and I'll take the low road, and I'll be in Scotland for ye. 
would be And my true love will never meet again On the bunny, bunny banks of La Cloman Game Day Gilman, do you believe in winners and losers? Yeah. Yes. How often in life were you the winner and how often were you the loser? And it depends. <laughs> just in everything, just in general. Uh, 50-50. About 50-50? Yeah. Uh, and the, really the only thing you can ask in life is to be around that 50-50 mark and then hope occasionally you start to work your way to the 51-49. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of ways in life that you can make yourself a better person as a winner. You, you're probably not going to be one of those. You're not going to be the Joshua Mirons, to be honest. There's not a lot of me, and I'm not the I'm not the greatest to do it, just the best to do it. Um, I'm probably at eighty percent, twenty percent in life of winning to losing at everything in life. Um, there was a stint there, my first year of college football when I was in JUCO. Um, we won, I think two games, um, and then lost eight. That was, that was, that's the worst season I've ever had in my life. Percentage wise by far, um, high school, we, I, we went to state every single year in football. So, I mean, I would say I was, I maybe had 40 wins to nine losses, um, throughout the four years. Um, hockey was about 50, 60, 40, I would say 60, 40, um, baseball, softball, all that stuff was almost all 80% wins. So I was, I was blessed in life. And then intramurals, tons of championships to, 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 in the games that sports don't matter, uh, dominate probably at least 80%. Now this isn't brag fest Joshua Miron, but it's just, I like to brag fest Joshua Miron. Let's talk about schoolwork though. One place I didn't uh, extremely excel at, but I did okay. This is one of those ones where it was like the 51%. Yeah, it was probably closer to 60 or 70, but just for the sake of this argument, let's go with the 51%. Uh, in high school, I had, uh, guess my GPA real quick, game day going. 3.3. 3.2, great guess. Um, so you pretty much, you had it, like a B average, pretty. I wasn't going to be, I wasn't really going to get the A. Uh, there was no way. Um, it was just too much in high school. Um, I wasn't going to, I just wasn't going to make it to the top. Now, what I can do is I can look at the people that were the valedictorians or the salutedictorians or the, um, summa cum laude or the magnum cum laude, uh, game day Gilman. I know I'm speaking Latin. You have no idea what I'm talking about, but those are the smart people. I was going to say they're the top of the class. They're the top of the class. They're the smarters of the groups of dumbers. You know what I'm saying? They were sitting in the front row, and I was sitting in, in where alphabetically I would sit. The same thing happened in college. Uh, in college, I was a high GPA. Actually, it was very close to an A GPA if I didn't get an A. I don't remember what I was at, to be honest. But that's because a lot of classes were entertaining, and I tried really hard in those classes because I enjoyed them. But my wife was a, um, whatever, smart kid, uh, 3.9 or higher, so she was in the front row. So I had to watch my wife get caught. She was like the fifth person to graduate on the thing because well, she was like fifth in the, in the college. So she was very book smart, very smart. And that's one of those instances where she was in the top percent. And mm-hmm. I was, you know, I was above average, but I still, I still wasn't a full-on winner. But you know what I did? I saw that and I was like, oh, wow. Those 10 people up there, they worked really hard to get to where they're at. So congratulations. <laughs> did I look at it and be like, I hate those people. Those people, nerds. I did yell nerds, but that's beside the point. A school district in Colorado has plans to do away with their valedictorian awards at high school. 
Starting with the class of 2026. Hold on. Those are like the top nerd awards. Yes, that's the and, top and, nerd award. And that's nerd number one. And yeah, it's just nerd number one. Yeah. Because valedictorian is neither. Um, it's not male or female. It's just whoever's the top of the class. Mm-hmm. Your valedictorian is number is right. Yeah, I believe that's mm-hmm. either gender. It doesn't matter. Uh, so valedictorian is the number one. Mm-hmm. And they want to get rid of it because they do not want to give special recognition to students who have earned the highest grade point average in their class. Well, then you got to get rid of all the awards for the sports. Then you got you might as well just get rid of the sports because then they're going to win and lose. While I understand it, I get their point behind it. They said the practices of class rank and valedictorian statuses are outdated and inconsistent. Not really. With, well, I mean, here let me Not give really it. because for those for those kids, you know, let's say the top, let's just say there's top five kids who are competing with the, you know, let's just say they have a similar GPA. Those kids are gonna those kids are you know gonna battle with each other to try and win that valedictorian. I'm not going to lie, Game Day Gilman, you don't have a lot of leg to stand on here for this argument since you were neither close or even remotely within throwing distance of the valedictorian. I wasn't, and I don't, I don't, that's fine. <laughs> and I also don't have one because, uh, I mean, I'm smarter than you, I assume, but not like super smart. I wasn't anywhere close to the top of the class in high school. And there was a lot of hardworking students. But Game Day Gilman, I see the point they're coming from here because of the fact Classes are different for different people. Yeah, that's okay. Think about this, Game Day Gilman. I took seven gyms because you could have, we had seven classes each day my senior year. Mm-hmm. I took seven gym classes, seven, my senior year. So you had to take like intro to the, there was one that was not the same as the others. It was like intro to sports rules. So it was like you play, you learn, you sat in the classroom for a week. You learned all the rules. You learned strategies and stuff like that, and then you played the game. Mm. That was the class. And then the other six class were all rec games, which just means you're playing recreational yeah, games, yeah. and you had to take a test on the the sport at the end of it. Like just be like, hey, this 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 blah 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 to show that you actually learned something while you were playing and absolutely dominating these nerds. Now. I was a 4.0 student that semester of the seven gym classes. That doesn't seem fair to the book nerds that were also 4.0 students, does it? But you weren't for the entire year. That was a full semester where I had, I would argue, a significant advantage over anybody else who was trying to book. Because you know how much homework I did that semester? Trimester, I think. I think we were trimester that year, actually. Zero. Yeah. Zero homework. Had to do zero homework for a full trimester. That's not fair to the people who were 4.0 students that had to do an absolute. Now, I'm a big proponent of life ain't fair. That mentality. Life isn't yeah, fair. But again, for the entire year, you weren't a 4.0. They, they I was like probably, a 3.8. They were probably close. For that last year, but that's because that 4.0 carried me, to the, carried me home. <laughs> Um, I believe it was Kelsey Anderson, if I remember correctly, from high school. I mean, that's already 16 years ago. Um, who was the 4.0 student that mm. got to talk as the valedictorian? Kelsey was probably one of the smartest book people in our class. And you, I, I mean, the, the stats and facts, I'll show that. I don't understand why, how anybody be, would be offended that somebody else got the 4.0, like, got to be valedictorian. In fact, I saluted. I saluted everybody who was smart in classes because that wasn't me. 
They decided they wanted to put the work forth, and they decided they wanted to waste some of their high school years doing homework. I, on the other hand, did not. Now, I paid attention in class. Very well, actually. I wasn't, you might not believe this game day, Gilman. I was not super disruptive in class. I was maybe a little bit, but I was, and I was a class clowny, but not class clowny. Um, like, I wasn't that, like, I don't know, pull your pants down type of class clown. You know, I was just like the, uh, the, the teacher said something, so I said something funny. Like that, but it wasn't, like, super disruptive. Maybe he, maybe the teachers thought it was, but I was okay. I was down the middle. But I paid attention in class. The thing I just didn't do was homework. Homework to me was I needed to be able to get it done while I was still in school. Oh, and we man. had a study hour, so you had time to get it done. I just I I sucked at math, so that was uh, <laughs> yeah. What were you good at? Uh, everything else but math and science. Honestly. Give me one example. Like English, I had. You were good at English. Yeah. I, I bet was... you can't give me a. a I can't even remember what the words are. Anyway. <laughs> MLA source. What's the sources for a book at AS? <sighs> Whatever. There's no way you could MLA format. Uh, give me references and cite them from the encyclopedia right now. There's no way. You were not good at English. Yeah, I was. That was my best best uh, subject. I mean, other than gym, but and weightlifting. Now, see, this article is just. I I saw it. It was it was a Fox News 31 Denver article so they were just trying to get people they, they put this article to try to get people going about this i mean it's it's all part of the bit and it, it works to some extent to get people to click and stuff like that i i really just think they decided you know what we're already giving people recognition for what it is what's the point in rank ranking all these kids and i agree there's no point in ranking kids because we had we get class rankings i was 103 i think out of 290 oh we didn't have that see we had that and I think that's more of what they wanted to get or get away with because that ranking does not change who you are as a person or what you accomplish will accomplish further in life. Uh, I guess, yeah. And there's no the, that's not a point. But the valedictorian thing, I'll respectfully disagree because it would be nice to see who's number one. <laughs> and but I also think because do, doesn't that go on your like you could yeah you put that you'll probably put it on a college, college resume app, and yeah. stuff like that but the the college could probably look into it too and just see if you were like that up that there in that status yeah, and maybe still. that does help them with more with colleges where nobody gets to claim the valedictorian they all can um i think that um if you ask a lot of valedictorians cuz i've seen a few different ones interviewed they will tell you that they made a big mistake trying that hard Oh, I don't know. I, I know someone who went to school. I think he was a year or two older than me. I want to say a year. I think he graduated the year before I did. And he was, I think he was valedictorian, and uh, he went to Harvard. Yeah, but that doesn't, that doesn't equate to life happiness. Oh, he was, he was happy. Like, he's, one of the, he's probably one of the happiest guys I know from that you class. Always, you always got, an, always got an example. You're, always, you're the type of guy that when somebody says, like, oh, seatbelts save lives, in lives, and you'll be like, well, actually, well, I have you know a, what? I have they one really, person they that really was don't. flew out of the car that he would have been dead if he had been in the seatbelt. Yeah. <laughs> There's always one example game day, Gilman, but I guarantee at, I don't know. you I, have I, to, you have to you enjoy to. some parts of high school and some parts of school, elementary school and all that stuff. Well, and maybe, if you're maybe, only concentrating on being a 4.0 student, you might miss out, and maybe you won't. Maybe some people don't. Maybe, maybe there's the Harvard kid. Maybe somebody, they, they somebody from Pine City went to Harvard? Yep. I'd have to look that up. I'll take your word for it, though. It's time for I'm Not Saying It's Okay, 
but I understand. Those ladies love outlaws like babies love stray dogs. Joe, I got a question for you, my friend. What's that? What's the most boring job you most, could possibly have? Most boring job? Yeah, what's the most boring job? I don't know. One where you have to sit and just wait for something to happen. Isn't that what you do? Well, I have at least things I can do in the interim, but yeah. No, I'm talking like, I don't know, like a front desk person for like like an overnight shift of like, yeah. a, like a hotel or like the people who work security. We'll put that in air quotes at college. Yeah, that sounds like a that sounds like a relatively boring job. And some people like boring more than others. Um, I can't do boring. Um, some people love a good boring job where they kind of just get to sit mindlessly and make money. Yeah, my um, sounds I, good. I would say my uh, net op job in college because I for some reason was the one shift that nobody ever wanted me to do anything mm. with. Uh, so then I would just sit for six hours from six p.m. to midnight and just watch Netflix. My most boring job, I don't know, it, was, it just wasn't mentally appeasing, um, and it was brutal. Mm-hmm. I worked, I think the name of the company was Friedel Foods. Now, don't call me on that. Don't put a gun to the back of my head and don't call them up. But I was putting straws on Capri Suns. And actually, it'd be a lot cooler if I was actually putting the straws on. What I was doing, Joe, was I was making sure the straws were straight. On Capri Suns. So I would watch a conveyor belt and I would make sure that the straws were on straight. That was the job. Do you think, Joe, that there's anything more boring than that? Um, Probably not. It's probably up there for the most boring of jobs. It was because the conveyor belt had to have all the Capri Suns with straight straws. If the straws were not straight, the machine would jam. And when the machine jammed, it would affect the assembly line. And then when the assembly line was affected, they would be mad at you. (laughs) So you had to make sure all of the straws were straight. And it was a very important job. I was next to three other people who were all temp. It was temp hires. It was like a summer that I was bored, and I was just trying to pick up extra shifts and extra money and extra jobs. So I was one of three people that were there, and the other two went on break and never came back. <laughs> and they were unfazed by this, which told me that clearly it happens this, a lot. This, yeah, it happens enough. I was not surprised when I was like, I looked at the guy, I'm like, the, the other people aren't back. They're like, oh, yeah, that, that happens. So I'm there by myself. Straightening out straws, and you know how bad it gets when all of a sudden you got one that's not straight, so you go to fix it, and then you see the next one coming, and that's not straight, and then all of a sudden there's five, five in a row, and you're like, whoa, 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 and then you just start chucking them. You're like, you don't care. I don't care if the straws are them. Nope, that one's gone. That one's not even going in a package. And then they package them up, put them in the boxes, close the boxes, then put them on the pallets, and then you have to straighten up the pallets and stuff like that. And you have, basically, every time I picked up a shift there, you would do one of the four things. And it was like the straw straighter, the person that closed the, or like put them in the boxes, the person yeah. that closed the boxes, or the person that straightened out the pallets. Now, my favorite was the pallet straightening. Um, it had the most to do, and it was kind of like a game of Tetris all day long. Yeah. You just kind of just, but it's still pretty mindless. 
And the problem was warehouses were so loud. Yeah. And you know me, Joe, I don't do well with loud noises that aren't my own voice. Mm-hmm. So that was easily one of the hardest jobs I've had to do. And it was so, like, looking back, it wasn't even that hard. It was just straight up boring. And I think boredom and boringness in jobs is harder than actual hard jobs. I'll say it. I think mentally draining are a lot of those jobs. The five most boring jobs, according to this article, a study out of England, are data analysis, accounting, taxes or insurance, cleaning, and banking. Which one of those would be the most boring to you, Joe? Data analysis, accounting. Probably accounting. Hmm. You don't get your... You don't get excited about some good Excel and, spreadsheets. Spreadsheets and numbers, no. I talk to people who who have found that that's exciting, and they. I I don't mind it. Um, there's nothing there's like there's nothing better than a really nicely yeah. like laid out where all spreadsheet. the calculations are working. Yeah, you through. just like yeah. it, that's that's fantastic. Yep. But I just to get to that point, uh, I would rather just pay somebody to hand me that and not have to do it myself. You know. Well, and these are the people that you're paying to do that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's exa- why, exactly. That's why the job exists. Like, I've met people who are very excited about accounting, and I'm like. Good job. Yeah, see, to me, it just doesn't add up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! What a like, Monday. Because, like, data analysis, you're like, you can see trends and figure out why things are the way they are. Um, cleaning could probably be really boring because it's just a lot of repetitive tasks over and over again. But, like, that's a job you Depends can Depends on what you're cleaning. Like, my like a bunch of my bandmates all work for a house cleaning service in the Twin Cities. Um, and they, they enjoy it though. Yeah. Because it's a, that for me, cleaning at least the before and after mental thing is pretty nice. And I like yeah. cleaning other people's places more than I like cleaning my own. Now, Grant and I haven't cleaned something since 1992 now. Yeah. But also they can like, you know, listen to music and like just kind of go in, bang stuff out and move on. Yeah. So it's, and it's one of those things where it's like, you're doing a lot of the same tasks over and over again, but you also get like, you're able to move and do stuff and like, it's beyond like sitting or just standing in a certain spot. Yeah, it's nice. I guess it's nice moving around. I don't know if I could ever do a cleaning job. Uh, I'm just not good. I'm not good enough at it. And especially when it's somebody else's place. Like what I like to do, Joe, cleaning wise, I like to take everything and move it out of the room, Mm -hmm. clean a room fully, and then move the things back that I want to move back and then throw away the stuff I don't want to. I feel like that's the best way to actually do like spring cleaning. They're more like... Uh, rich people pay them to come in and like dust and like clean their kitchen and take their trash out. I have never understood people who have a problem with dust. Like, how is dust bothering you? It's just more like, why would you want to do the like? They have the money to pay someone to come well, yeah. in and do the. the but race. I don't get why you would care. It's but it, just it's like dust but, is part of life. Yes, but also it's like you you dust, you clean the kitchen, you clean the bathroom, you take out the trashes. You're that that's what they pay them to do. Joe, I close my eyes only for a moment and the moment's gone. All we are is dust, dust in, in the, the wind, wind, my friend. That's all we are. Not going to lie, that song's kind of terrible. Yeah, it's not good. I don't like it. I don't get why it, I think it's just uh it's one of those like sad reflection type of songs. It's just one of those ones that fits that generation. I don't know. It's, it's, pretty it's an unnecessary 70s ballad that people seem to cling on to. Yeah. Let's rip it together. I appreciate that yeah. one. Uh, the five most exciting jobs, by the way, as we finish up here. One, Josh Amir on Morning Show, Radio DJ. What are the odds? That's number one. I can't believe uh, that. Uh, science is up there, I guess. Uh, sure. Go I mean, you need to nerds. mix stuff together, and it does something. Yeah, it's chemist, I would say. That's well, still science. Um, yeah. Journalism. <laughs> 
Number two? It can be. Yeah. Um, healthcare? I think that's a different kind of exciting. Yeah. That's not a like, ooh, that's exciting. That's like a, oh no, this is exciting. Like, yeah, there's things going on. Yeah. Uh, teaching is last in this thing. Wow. All right. Well, you guys do you, man. I would say most exciting would be a uh, NASCAR driver, uh, professional athlete. I don't know. NASCAR driver is just a lot of left turns. It's still pretty exciting to be going that uh, fast. Yeah. Probably get over it after like one race. You're just like, all right, yeah. I got to get in the car again. I don't know, Joe. I've I haven't gotten that fast that many times, but uh, every time you get on a roller coaster, it's relatively exciting. But I guess you're right. About the fifth time in a row that you ride the roller coaster, you're like, yeah. oh, okay. Um, roller coaster operators should be up here. There's a lot. Yeah. They're missing a lot. Also, but it's also a study in England. That's true. They don't have fun things in England. They have well, they have Formula One. Don't they have like? I'm surprised T Master isn't up here. <laughs> Uh, uh, soccer hooligan, yeah, just the dude who like shows up to beat up people. Crumpets, uh, yeah. crumpet baker, you think um, that would be up there as well? Colonizing most of the known world, yeah, um, that was pretty exciting for them. Yeah, although they've been out for two hundred years, yeah. thanks to us, Joe. It's time for just exactly where did this become illegal? Game Day Gilman, you ever stayed in an Airbnb before? No. Do you know what that is, though? Yeah. Okay. Um, if somebody were to come into your house, <laughs> sorry, uh, your mom's house, and were to uh, steal all the appliances, would that be pretty annoying? Mm-hmm. What appliances you got in your mom's house? I mean, the m- most of them, I guess. I, I could, Fridge? Yeah. Microwave? Yeah. Oven? Yeah. Dishwasher? I mean, yeah. Washer? Yep. Dryer? Yep. Um, that's probably pretty much it, right? Mm-hmm. So they, if somebody breaks in and takes all those things, how would that affect your life? I don't know. I'd be pretty upset. Yeah. It would be pretty negative. Fridge probably the most being the most annoying. Um, a group of people recently stayed at an Airbnb in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and they stole everything. Took all the appliances, all the furniture, all everything. The booking was made for one person and their pet. I don't know why they bothered to put the pet on there. Um, security cameras showed five or six people ransacking the place. They stole a bunch of the small stuff, like the hair dryer and vacuum, but they also ripped all the TVs off the walls along with the washer and dryer. They evidently ended up leaving the washer in the middle of the living room. They probably gave up, I'm guessing. You know, the washing machine's kind of heavy. It's probably the heaviest one. If you're going to leave, well, the fridge is probably the heaviest one, but if you're going to leave something behind, it's probably going to be the washing machine. Yeah, maybe. Dryers are super light, so if you're going to steal one of the two, you're probably going to pick the dryer. Now, the washing machine might have a little bit more value depending on it because dryers are a little cheaper, but no, you usually buy them in the pair anyways if you're going nice. But all right. So they ransacked the whole place, which I'm guessing is against the terms of the Airbnb. I'm not positive. You know, like when you I, I go. I think it's against the terms of the law. You know, when you get to a hotel and you get to take on the soaps and stuff like that. Um, appliances usually are not part of the deal, but you know me, I'm no, I'm not a law expert. Um, here's the interesting part about this: when the person booked their Airbnb, they use their actual ID, so the cops know exactly who they are, and the warrants are out for their arrest. Why wouldn't you use somebody else's ID? Why wouldn't you fake? If you're going to steal a bunch of stuff from the Airbnb, 
I wonder if like just randomly like their friends showed up and stole all the stuff or what? Because I don't get how you wouldn't you wouldn't use your own ID to book. They would know who you were. And like what appliances are the resale market on appliances are just not great game day going. Like if I was to go to your house and steal something, I'd probably take the motorcycle. Because one, you don't know how to ride that. You just not. You just you're not you're not tough enough to ride that motorcycle. It's just, it's just true, sad but true. Um, just kidding. You look kind of cool on the motorcycle. Motorcycle fits you pretty well, actually. I rather uh, enjoy it. It needs uh, a couple more unicorn paint jobs on it, and a little bit more. I don't know, like pink flames and stuff like that. But other than that, yeah, it fits you pretty well. I was thinking if the exhaust could be like rainbow. Yeah, that'd be, that would be it'd be super cool. Would be it'd be and it would just fit, you know? It would yeah. just fit very well. Um you gonna take that to my house a couple times here this summer? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, are you gonna be able to are you gonna start riding it at night a little bit more once you get your license or no? Yep. That'd work out pretty well for us going to softball. Mm-hmm. You could just take the motorcycle to my house and then we would drive the car all the way to softball and then take the motorcycle. and then you're only spending like five bucks, if yeah. that, in gas. It's a pretty good deal. I yeah. like that. Yeah, that's not bad. That's a pretty smart idea. Um, but it's going to be really tough for you to get home when I steal all your appliances. Like your fridge and stuff like that. So like a motorcycle getting stolen would be kind of a, would be pretty annoying. Yeah. That'd be. There's really not much you can do with the motorcycle once you steal it though. Cause you can't like title it or anything like that. You'd have to ride it like against the law, which I don't know about you, but I cannot drive a vehicle for a long time. If there's something, if like, let's say a headlights out. I hate having to drive with a headlight out. Cause you know, it's just a matter of time mm-hmm. before you get pulled over. It's almost guaranteed. Same with like a motorcycle if you don't have your license and stuff like that. It's like only a matter of time before you get pulled over. Now, maybe motorcycles are a little bit tougher. They can't really see it and stuff like that. But it's, if you steal a motorcycle, you're probably going to get caught. Now, I don't know any cops looking around for toasters, no, you know, no. or like fridges and stuff like that. But it just doesn't seem worth stealing. Unless you just bought a new house like down the road and you're like, you know what I'm going to do? Instead of buying all new appliances, I'll just spend $120 in this Airbnb for one day and then steal all their appliances. It's pretty smart. Minus the ID part and uh, you're going to get caught. Every Airbnb I've stayed at, Game Day Gilman, has had a camera on it mm. somewhere. It's like the, it's most of them are the ring doorbell cameras, which I don't really like per se. Um, if I'm paying money to like stay at your place. As long as it's not in the bathroom in the bedroom, that's which, fine. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if it, I wouldn't mind if it wasn't the bedroom, to be honest. Ugh, give them a free show. But um, it just doesn't... I don't really like when people... That's the thing about it, too. I get it. I'm staying in your house, but I paid money, and like I put down deposit and all this damage stuff that like I feel like... But uh, in a situation like this, this is why. Well, yeah, but that's not my... Because they're bad doesn't mean I'm bad. 